Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. This is episode number 45. Today, we're going to be talking all about ways that we can support our teachers after our professional development days. Nick, how are you today? Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jeff, doing good. And, uh, you know, wrapping up, I thought we had a great uh, last podcast with Kelly uh, Addy. I'm still uh, excited about that meeting that we had and and talking about standards-based grading. And I've had that discussion now with a few people about what is standards-based grading. So it came out at a perfect time, and I was able to share that resource out with others. Oh, absolutely. And the episode is getting some really nice reviews and a lot of retweets. We want to say thank you, everybody out there who supported the show. And, of course, thank you to our friends at Schoology, who allowed us the opportunity to talk to Kelly and have a fantastic conversation. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, go on over to askthetechcoach.com and check out episode number four. 44, where we were discussing standards-based grading. You know, Nick, I learned an awful lot about that. And, and, you know, since that episode, we've had a lot of teachers and tech coaches reach out to us with questions. And, and we love it when you do. After all, this is Ask the Tech Coach, the perfect podcast for any technology coach or any teacher who wants to be a technology coach that's looking to get into the uh, in, into the business here of helping teachers out through professional development. There are several great ways that you can reach out to us. You can, of course, go over to askthetechcoach.com and follow us on Twitter at askthetechcoach. And, of course, check us out over on iTunes. You can just do a search for Ask the Tech Coach. We've got a lot of great stuff coming, and we have a fantastic number of shows that we're going to be putting out over the next few weeks. But, Nick, I am excited about today's topic because, really, today was a listener request. Recently, we uh, had a big conversation, actually on the phone, all of us, um, with a tech coach who called up and she said, I am a new tech coach. I'm looking to get into the classrooms more. We just had a big PD session. Now, what do I do? Um, Nick, you're no stranger to this. You, You have the opportunity to work on large professional development with your district. And there's always that, what do you do next? Yeah, and I think we get lost with that. You know, uh, Jeff, and it happens with me all the time. You know, you do that big workshop, and then it's okay. You know, what should I be doing now as a tech coach, and and where should I be spending my time, right? So, um, I think this is great, and I think we're we're going to hit on probably four things, basically, a couple things that you can do um, after that big PD workshop to help you hopefully get in the classroom a little bit more. Uh, and for those teachers that are maybe reluctant to bring you into that classroom, because uh, maybe you're still trying to sell that that facilitation yeah. and that coaching aspect, um, what else can you do to help support them uh, on their own? And and you know, I'm looking forward to getting into that today. And we always start by saying, this is not just our ideas and our thoughts. We want to know what you guys are thinking. So leave a message in our comments on our blog post. Again, this is episode 45. Email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. Leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. We would love to hear your thoughts on this topic as we grow. And of course, at the end of the month, we're going to have our Tech Coach Roundtable, where we are always looking for great tech coaches to be a part of that show and join us here on the panel. Now, Nick, it is always important when we're doing PD sessions, and, and you know this is something that we need to remind our administrators, right? A PD day is not just a few hours where we're not in classrooms with students. It really should be the beginning of of a long-term relationship that we have with our teachers, right? Like if we're going to do a PD day on Microsoft Teams, 
then we need to be planning after that ways that we're going to support our teachers, ways that we can be getting into our classrooms, examples, all of those different things. But that's not always easy, Nick, because sometimes, it's, you know, there's some things that we have to kind of get over, some hurdles here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think when you're in the plan, a lot of it is just done, like you said, in the planning stage, Jeff. We, you know, you have to think, you have to pull it apart and you have to say, okay, how am I going to make professional development an immersive and consistent experience where it's not just one and done, it's not just lecture and come in and listen to me speak, but there are opportunities for teachers to continually learn about whatever the skill or the topic is that they're interested in. And those pieces have to connect. And, it, and, and then there has to be choice and variety involved because we don't know how maybe you know everyone doesn't like to learn the same way. So we want to give that opportunity for them to continually have these different avenues. We want information to come out them in, in, in various waves so that it's it's just, you know, it's more opportunity to try and learn and try and learn over and over again. And and you also as a tech coach have to look at this as it's another opportunity to help your teachers help their students, right? Because if you're looking at those PD days, you've got a variety of teachers, right? You got the teachers that want to learn, and they're really excited about something. You've got the teachers that are secretly checking email in front of you. You've got the teachers who aren't there because maybe they're in a different meeting. And then you've got the teachers who kind of are reluctant to do all of this stuff. So we're going to give you our tips and tricks today and talk a little bit about what do we do after that. And Nick, I always say the first thing that we need to have ready and this could be the email the day after, right? But you always want to have some kind of example. You want to have a cheat sheet, some kind of little tchotchke that they can take with them or that you can send them either the day after or a couple of days after, you know, always have some kind of an example cheat sheet or something. So I like this, uh, you know, I, I call mine crib sheets. And mm -hmm. I think if you kind of just do some research on crib sheet, it's really not much more than a tip sheet, right? And the whole idea is that the crib sheet focuses on the what can you do rather than how to do it. Yes. Um, and what I always find with that is, you know, the tip sheets are great. And they're, you know, and obviously there are a variety of ways to create them. We're going to touch on a few ways that we go about doing it. Um, but what I like about the crib sheet is I always find teachers go, okay, I've learned about this. I understand the concept, but now what do I do with it? Like where, where in my lesson can I use it? And that's where to me, the crib sheet comes in. It's like, Hey, real quick, here's that thing that you learned. And here's what you can do with it. And here are a few examples of what it might look like in the history classroom or in the science classroom and whatnot. So I love that as my follow-up opportunity. You know, we talk about this a lot, the fact that tech coaches need to learn not just the tech stuff, not just the curricular stuff, but really we need to learn about email marketing, right? We need to learn how to get an audience, hold an audience and keep an audience. And, you know, one of the things that I started doing in our district is the day after um, you know, I send them, you know, you know, right? you don't want to send them your slide deck. Nobody cares about that, but I'll send them a little email of, Hey, it was great to have you. If you have any questions, by the way, here's four or five of the examples that we've already done, just in case you wanted to review of anything. And if you have any questions, let me know. I'll be around this week. But then the next day, I always try to follow that up with, hey, here's a few new things that we just didn't have a chance to check out, or here's something content specific. Maybe the second day is where I break off and do a science email and a social studies email and an English email. 
And, you know, you could have all that stuff pre-planned and predetermined well before your PD day. But going from the, you know, day one is general, day two is specific. That way, finally, by day three, if you walk into their classroom and say, hey, Nick, how you doing? Did you get a chance to check any of those things out? At least now they've had a second to process all that stuff. And that might help open the door to some more conversations. Absolutely. And, and it gives them those experience, you know, that, those um, ideas and those, those jumping off points to then open the dialogue even further with you, right? Like, so now, hey, Jeff, you mentioned, you know, here are some things that we didn't get to in the workshop and you mentioned them. Why don't we spend some time one day kind of going over that? And now you open up kind of a new skill or a way to, to even go further with the thing that they were, you know, examining or right. checking out or learning about in your workshop. So one of the things, Jeff, that I love using, so I, obviously I like Google Docs um, for my crib sheets. Obviously you can do anything, and, and I love dressing them up and, and whatnot, um, or using something like S'more, Jeff, you do that a lot. But I will say one thing I do want to share is that even after the fact, you know, you talked about slide decks and things like that. Mm -hmm. I've just found, and I know you do it, is almost creating the digital playlists using Google Sites. Mm. That could be your main thing to give out right from the get-go, but that Google site can then have everything on it, right? Like you can punch it with the presentation and the docs and how-to guides and videos. And I think that's just a great thing that is doesn't even have to just be the follow-up. It's like, here you go right from the get-go and everything else you need is on here as well. But when we're looking at these things, you know, there there is a way to do this, right? Because the first rule that I always do with email marketing is nobody reads it, nobody cares. So you have to come up with a way to make people excited about doing all this stuff. And if it's a sway, if it's a s'more, if it's a, a, a funky Google site or a hyperdoc, whatever it is, have something in a small bite that they can either go back and find or is on your tech coach website. Now, Nick, we've talked a little bit about email marketing, how to blast that stuff out. Again, the idea here is after your PD session, how are you going to get yourself into the classrooms, into working with those teachers? How are you going to build those conversations up? You've got another thing that you are very successful with, and we were actually helping this teacher who asked our question. Tell us a little bit about Lunch and Learns. So, yeah, I've had some uh, some good luck with Lunch and Learns as far as um, using that with my administrative assistants, secretaries. I like to use Lunch and Learns with that niche group. Um, and then with my teachers, I do follow-up workshops or part ones, part twos, things like that. Um, but but I find that is, is they're usually Lunch and Learns are just short and sweet, right? And you were just talking about the whole idea of bite size, those, those shorter... Uh, PD opportunities for teachers to really just hammer or try that one little skill. Um, and then they take that back and they try it again and, and try to create something later on with it. So lunch and learns are those great opportunities. So especially if you're working on that 10 period day and you've got those 40, 42, 45 minute session, you know, class periods, that's a great opportunity to just say, okay, over the course of the week, maybe every day is a lunch and learn, but it's just one individual tiny little skill they learn about it, they get to apply it real quick or try it out, and then they get to move on. So I get a lot, and I found my best luck has been working with administrative assistants and secretaries. Um, and I also love to not do it inside uh, you, you know, lunchrooms and break rooms. To me, I, I always do mine. I, I schedule a classroom. We have a classroom that we use that can be used for kind of anything, presentations, workshops, and whatnot. So I'll pull that room. It just because it, it, it is more conducive to classroom environment. 
um, and also gets my administrative assistance out of the office. Yeah. Office, they get to experience the classroom a little bit too. So that's always been great for me. Uh, tip for anybody working with administrative assistants: do not give them Chromebooks. Give them something with a mouse. I don't know if you find that, but I've, I've, always, <laughs> no. I, I, I've, 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 I've put myself in positions where you do administrative training. And you give them a device that they're never going to ever touch again with a small trackpad and you can do Absolutely. That. I, Absolutely. I, I can't tell you, Jeff, how many times yeah, that, I spend a lot of time just on, so how do I click or do that on the mouse pad? Because they spend so much of their time right. and I totally get it in front of a desktop computer. Right. Especially if it's if, if it's not configured right and your <laughs> right. right click is really a double touch, but it's it's... Okay, well that that's not on the show notes, Nick. But we're we're just, yeah, gotta get all that stuff. But you know, I I see a lot of tech coaches do lunch and learns wrong, and we're going to be discussing this in an entire. We're going to do a lunch and learn podcast probably in about two weeks or so. But I just wanted to address this here. A lot of tech coaches say, "Hey, I'm going to do a lunch and learn, and we're going to learn Padlet." Those aren't popular things to do because the teachers are going, "What what is this Padlet? Why do I care? Hey, I got lunch to do." Right. But if you're if you do your lunch and learns around something that came out of the PD session. Right. So let's say that you're doing a, 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 P, a big PD session on Google Slides and you see that the teachers really, really love to do Google Slide animation because that's what you talked about for 10 or 15 minutes. That's your lunch and learn topic. Right. Because that's something that they've seen you do. They know how to do. Maybe they need a little support. Bring that around as a lunch and learn and say, look, we're all going to, you know, come bring your lunch. We're going to meet over here in room 12. We're going to learn this skill. Just this one thing that you guys really, really love to do. I think that's so powerful to have them choose the topic based on the fact that they were interested in it during your session. Absolutely. And, and think about what you can do with that. Right, Jeff? Like you've, you've held your PD, your workshop. Maybe at the end, you have this quick little valuation about the workshop. It could be three questions. And, but one of those questions should be, what, do you, what more do you want to learn about? Or what else can we learn about or spend, do you want to spend time on regarding this topic that we, just, that we just discussed in this workshop? And you use that. And then here's your follow-up lunch and learns, right? Like you can run down the list of all the different things that maybe, or the top five things. And then you've got your Monday through Friday, if you want to do lunch and learns all, you know, during the whole week, you've got your top five topics that teachers want to pull apart that are specific skills or things they want to work on. I totally agree with you because there's not enough time in a lunch and learn unless, okay, mind you, you're working on a block schedule that changes things a little bit as well, especially if you have back to back, but in a 40 minute class period, I don't have enough time to let me go through all the nuances of what Padlet is and how to use it. Let me give you a guided tutorial and give you time to try it out. There's just not enough time to do that. Plus, I don't know how many teachers want to do all that during their lunch, right? They still want time to be able to converse with each other, the, and, to try to create something, to ask you questions. So, And, and, and that's yeah. important, right? I've seen a lot of tech, and I've done this too, right? You, you think lunch and learn is your ed camp session, your your lunch and learn is not your ed camp session, right? Your lunch and learn is is 20 minutes that that teacher is giving up from a busy day to pop in to say hi to you. So before we get off of this topic here cuz again, we're going to we're going to do this on a full show here. Do you feed them or not, Nick? What what do you think? Do you bring in candies? Do you bring in bagels? Do you bring in coffee? Like, are you bringing in the entire food truck just for a 20 minute lunch and learn? I I know um, that for for you, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not bringing in the entire food truck, uh, and I'm probably not doing it every single day. Um, I don't know if my, my wife would be too happy with that, spending our funds every single day. But um, I definitely, if I have the opportunity to feed and bring food, I think just having a little bit of snack is good. Or, hey, just you know, do a little uh, melting pot action and, and ask people to bring stuff. I mean, you can make it kind of fun. I know one of our tech coaches, Jeff, that we've been working with uh, on the Mastermind, she, she's got her go-to brownies. And she uses those as her food for her lunch and learns and her teachers love it. And so if you've got a little go-to, I say this is the place to, uh, to bring it out. Friends, before we move on with our show, I wanted to let you guys know I have been in education now for almost 20 years. And I've seen the changes some students have come to face every single day, whether it's going through school hungry, not being able to see a doctor when they're sick, or not getting the proper rest at night. These challenges make it hard for kids to focus on their learning. I remember a story of a student who came to my office one day and she could barely stay awake due to all the circumstances happening around her at home that were beyond her control. I didn't know what I could do, and I wanted to be able to help her out in any way that I could. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their 3 to PhD program that helps to combat students' fears, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, healthcare, and even clothing to students right here on campus, helping them thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow. Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. To learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. That's cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. And we use the hashtag nature educate grow. All right, Nick, let, let's, let's put the timeline together now, right? You, you, you have your PD session, you create this marketing thing that goes out the next couple of days to give out examples and cheat sheets and you're doing all this different stuff. And then you follow that up with a series or a few lunch and learns that are the strategic based off of what's going on. What's the next step here? What, what's the most important thing that we can be doing here? I think this one gets lost all the time and it's so simple. It's build that relationship with that teacher in essence, you know, you're checking in with them. How are you doing? How can I be of help? Let me show you something. What are your struggles? What would you like to do? It, it, this is the time to ask a bunch of questions. It's, it's walking through the hallways and popping in. Jeff, I, I was just explaining to you today, I had this experience, and sometimes this is all it takes, is pop into a room. Hey, how's it going? I stopped into one of our world language teachers today. I popped in to see how it was going with uh, her um, uh, video conferencing that she does with one of our other buildings, asking her how it's going, how's the tool, yada, yada, yada. That opened up the door to how can I help you? And then we started discussing uh, her courses and ways to kind of make it more interactive. So that's just a great opportunity. You know, Show them something useful. What can they take back to their classroom and how can they take the skills that they started learning already? Um, that maybe they haven't built far enough. And now it becomes more of a one-to-one session as well. 
I I absolutely think figuring out a way to get into those classes because some people have it easier than others. Some people are in multiple buildings. All those different things are are of course you know uh, struggles as we go through here. But finding a way just to get in and say, hey, how you doing? You know, what else are you having a problem with? What else can we help you out with? And and, and you know, I think you even just said it, but hey, can I show your kids something? Right, standing mm-hmm. in front and saying, "Hey, I've got this really cool trick. I see what you're doing. Can I just show them something that's even awesome?" More often than not, they're going to let you, right? But really, what you're doing there is you're creating an experience where, yes, you, you you're teaching the kids, you're having a good time, but you're always looking at those teachers, going, "You with me? Do you get it? Do you get it?" And then at the end, you kind of follow up that and say, "Would you like me to stop by and show you how we just did that?" Right, and, and this follow up, this check in, you know, obviously physical is better and you know you can check in via email obviously or gchat or whatever you want to do and i think that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but i don't think that should be the only way especially if your teachers don't like answering a lot of email or whatnot and then it may get lost and they're too busy so if you don't get that response don't you know don't get down on yourself that all this teacher didn't respond back go with the physical check-in and like you said jeff you kind of put them on the spot a little bit in the sense that it's hey i'm here right now you know, and that happens with a lot of teachers where they go, oh, just at the moment when you sent the email, but now that you're there, you, you started this conversation with them. When you're about to walk out, I'm telling you more often than not, that's when they turn around and they go, hey, you know what? I did have a question about that workshop or that skill or that thing that we learned. And then like you said, Jeff, or hey, the last time you showed something, can you show my students that real quick or whatever? And then there you go. You're kind of in right now, which Jeff leads us to kind of the next step, which I believe kind of wraps it and brings it full circle here. And what is that, Nick? <laughs> so that brings us to, well, now that you've got in, you showed them something. Now you can help coach or facilitate. So offer to, to do some co-teaching, right? Like, okay, now I've done it. We've done a one-to-one. And now I showed this maybe to one of your classes or you've watched me do it. Let's do it together. I'm going to be in there. I will be at your room. You tell me what time, what period, what are we doing? I'll be there to help coach and facilitate you through it. So we've just given you guys a, a, a cycle of where you can go with this. But Nick, there is one more thing here that kind of wraps this up. You know, we'll call it a fifth thing that you can do on all this, Nick. But really, after you get through there, you got to take those successes and you got to bring them back to your administrators and say, look, here's what we've done. We started here. We emailed this. This produced this many classrooms. I was able to get into here. You basically need to lay out the success of where that PD is. And now you got to start planning for the next PD day or the next department meeting. Or you got to say, look, here are the things that we're doing great. This is the result of all of this hard work. When's the next time I can do a large group meeting? Because that's going to help me then funnel into the smaller groups, lunch and learns, and then get into those smaller groups in the classrooms. Definitely. Uh, you know, and I, and I think we have to do that all the time. You're highlighting the successes of your staff, which we kind of haven't really, we didn't really mention that till right now, as you're, as you're saying, but I think you, you have to do this in the back of your mind. Think about how can I share the success of my staff? That's you supporting them. Right. And then they see that they feel that. And it's that whole idea that, you know, it just spreads like a wildfire. It takes one and you've one has shown the way and then the others start to see it as well. And when you highlight that, they use those as 
examples. And then again, if you're highlighting that to your admin and you're explaining, here's where we are, here's where we need to go, you're planning, you know, like that's what you need to do at the end of your year is use that in, in your planning stages for, for the following year. So Nick, any teacher out there or any tech coach that's out there might have some questions. And I highly encourage you guys to reach out to us. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach, which, by the way, Nick, that has been blowing up. We want to say thank you to everybody out there who has subscribed and supported us over on Twitter. We, of course, have our Facebook group. We, of course, have our iTunes and YouTube channels. Lots of great stuff that's going on. And, of course, we want to say thank you guys for, you know, just kind of being with us for the last 45 episodes. And, uh, you know, if I could ask you guys one thing out there share this podcast with your friends share this podcast with your colleagues if you're an administrator listening to this share it with your tech coaches we would love to hear from you guys and we'd like to invite you guys onto a future podcast nick talk to us a little bit about one of the topics that we're going to be discussing next week on april 15th so we got some great things lined up, Jeff. Uh, you know, I'm excited because we we do this a lot. So our next topic that we're going to be talking about is how to actually create a tip sheet or a crib sheet or a template for your teachers that they can uh, take back to their room and, and share with their students or, or use it as a model. And this is an important one, right? Because we're not just going to say, hey, go use this more. We're really going to be diving into some of the psychology behind this, some of the ways to do this, some of the ways not to do this. I know Nick and I have done a lot of these but poorly great right yeah poorly yeah we learn we've from our mistakes and you sit there and you know you, we've all made this s'more and sent it out in the world and you realize that no one's reading it or my favorite one is where they go i didn't know that you had that there so a lot of it is going to be how do you do it where do you do it but i think we're going to spend some time talking about where do you put it afterwards right and especially if we're going to be right. emailing it i know we're going to talk about like email subject lines and we're going to get into some of that stuff but also on april 22nd we've got a great show coming out on lunch and learns now this is a topic that we'd love to expand on and get some ideas so if you guys are out there and have some tips on lunch and learns send us an email over at feedback at teachercast.net we would love to mention your tips for lunch and learns and let us know you know do you guys provide food do you guys provide little t t tips and trinkets for your for your teachers we would love to hear about that that's on april 22nd and all of this stuff is going to culminate on april 29 where we're going to be doing our april uh tech coach roundtable we do our roundtables each and every month at the last month last monday of the month and we would love to feature you and your teachers on it um, please let us know we would love to have you guys be a member of our panel we do it every single month it is our monthly tech coach roundtable so nick we've got a lot of great things happening in april and of course We've got so many tech coaches out there that are using our brand new ebook, 40 Chrome extensions that every tech coach should know, but might not know about. So check that out. It's a free download. You can go on over to askthetechcoach.com. Check out episode number 45. All the links are in our show notes, and we have some great things going on as the spring comes in. Nick, what are you looking forward to as the weather is getting warmer? <laughs> I know I'm doing some PD coming up. What do you got going on? Yeah, I mean, well, one, it's just getting outside. I love the opportunity to get outside a little bit. Um, you know, I'm actually going to be taking a few days with my family. We're going to be checking out uh, Niagara Falls with the with the little girls. Um, and then I'm in the planning stages, Jeff, starting to get some work on for my summer ed camp. I'm actually going to be opening it up to our sending districts now, take it to the next level um, and invite them in over the summer. So we're putting together a little committee and we're in the planning stages now to, to make it even better. 
it is such a good time of year. I, I, I know many teachers and tech coaches right now are in that standardized testing. We'll talk about that. We, we, we might do a <laughs> podcast on, on how to prepare for standardized testing and what does a tech coach do if they're if they're if they're knees deep in standardized testing. What should a tech coach do? Yeah. What do you do during the deep? I, I, yeah. I, we both know tech coaches who are in charge in some way, and we know tech coaches who are being told stay away for that week and then what do you do to keep yourself busy for five straight days right so we're going to talk about all that stuff and of course if you guys have any topics that you'd like to learn about we would love you guys to reach out to us on twitter at ask the tech coach email us at feedback at teachercast.net or you know what leave us a voicemail over at teachercast.net slash voicemail we would love to hear from you guys nick how do we find out about the great things that are happening on your website you can always follow me on Twitter at nAmaralEDU or go to my blog at nicholasamaral.com. And, of course, we would love to have you guys as a follower. One more time, please take a moment and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. We would love to have you guys as part of the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. And, of course, you can always find us over on TeacherCast.net. And, Nick, that wraps up episode number 45 of Ask the Tech Coach. We want to say thank you guys for being a part of our professional development network and our PLN. On behalf of Nick and everybody here on the Teacher Cast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. <laughs>